This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Akery. And today, Luke, we're actually going to cover a topic that is one of our most popular recurring webinars. Yes. That we do. This thing, this webinar consistently brings hundreds of people on. Uh, and it's all about uh, geographic farming. Yeah, it's a very hot topic, especially and within real estate. When we we actually just did a webinar on this yesterday, so it's fresh in our mind, which is what made me think of it. But I was like, wow, we've done lots of podcasts on this, right? Because it's such yeah. a, a huge topic. We only did one podcast on it, and it was about two years ago. So That's I figured it's crazy. a good time to kind of yeah. refresh that. We're going to talk about the type of farming that you can do, how you can choose a farm, uh, what to include in your marketing whenever you're doing your farming, and then why farming actually work. So we're not talking about planting corn here, right? Or are we? Oh, it's very similar to uh, that type of farming. Yeah. Stay know? paid, stay hayed. Stay hay, hay, stay hay. Stay in the hay. And I will say this is very <laughs> applicable to real estate. It's a very tried and true uh, lead generation method within real estate and to build a brand. But it also applies it's mortgage, any- insurance, financial advising. The idea here is that you are building your brand to a specific audience based in probably a specific location in order so those people, when they wake up today and they think of your industry, they think of a pain point that involves your industry. Maybe it's real estate, it's buying, selling, investing. If it's insurance, it's, hey, I got to get a life insurance policy. They think of you and not the competition. Because in real estate alone, 82% of sellers interview one agent, yep. which means if you're not first, you're basically not going to get the deal <laughs> on the board. Yeah. But I think overall in business, it's like in the high 70 percentile that the the consumer, the first person they think of, that's who they choose to use. So if you're a car dealership, the first car dealership that you walk on the lot with, they have a huge chance of getting your business. If you're in insurance, if they think of you, they're going to write the business with you. Yeah. So it's all about being first. I mean, we say it all the time. Brand. Like, you know, we talk about McDonald's doesn't have the best hamburger in the world, but they're the most well-known. Starbucks yeah. doesn't have the best coffee, but it's the best well-known. On every street everywhere. corner. Yeah. So farming basically is a marketing outreach based on a small geographic area or niche. It results in increased brand awareness and long-term growth. What you're saying, the three different types of farming. Now we used to really just focus on geographic farming, but yeah. we've really kind of found, all right, there are different ways to set segment your list when farming. The first one is probably the most popular, which is geographic farming. This is targeting a certain area or a zip code or maybe a subdivision yep. or a neighborhood that you want to become well-known in. Uh, the next one would be based on demographics or this kind of idea of niching down to yep. a certain audience where you want to pick people maybe in a particular profession or people on a particular age or income level or something like that. And then the last one that we've seen uh, a lot of people have success with, this is really becoming more and more hotter and hotter. So make sure that you're looking for this type of data in your industry. What we use in real estate, uh, we call it predictive analytics, but basically what it's doing is it's predicting who in that area is most likely to move. Now, it's the same sort of concept, you know, I'm sure insurance or or uh, for financial, right? People turning 65, you want to yep. be able to market to them as well. Uh, so it's that same sort of idea, but this is actually predicting behavior and you can use that data yep. to hit a more consolidated, targeted group of people. Yeah, I just want to make sure the audience is not missing that, hey, look, there are data companies out there. Like we're partnered with one. So we do this for real estate agents and our clients and stuff like that. But literally have an algorithm using all this public record to try to make correlations in the data to predict who's going to do something, particularly in real estate, who's going to list their home. And this um, algorithm that we use, it's about what it predicts with a 72% accuracy 
the home sales in a certain area. Yeah, so it's a little bit confusing because the way that it works is it's, uh, in the example that we always use, if there's 2,000 homes in the area and uh, it has a 5% turnover rate, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about turnover rate here and exactly how to calculate that. If there's a 5% turnover rate in that area, that means that 100 homes are going to sell in the next year in that location. What this is going to do is going to predict about 300 of those, right? It'll say like, yeah. all right, well, we found these 300 homes and people based on the data that are likely to move out of those 300, it will accurately predict 72. So 72 of those homes inside that 300 will end up selling. So that's where you kind of get that uh, result from. Overall, though, what it's actually doing, it's predicting about 24% of the overall area it'll get right. Because it's going to miss those other yes, out of 13 the... or 23 homes. It's going to miss those. Exactly. Right. But you have the option of you can either farm to all 2,000 or zero in on that 300, knowing that you're going to get 72 yep. out of them. And how is it doing this? It's doing this, if you think about it, it's super logical. It's looking at real life events is one of the main ways it looks. It looks into and goes, okay, Luke and Megan just had a kid, or Luke just bought a diamond ring, or you know, Luke's kid just graduated from college, yep. or something's happening in Luke's taxes. It looks at the property data and there was it goes a death in the family. Yeah, yeah death, right. like big life events that cause people to do things, yep. especially with their finances and in their real estate. So it looks at that. It looks at um, property data to go, wow, Luke owns a property that mimics other properties that have sold. Yep. And then it looks at what we call really like online data, yeah. social activity. <laughs> You're being tracked. Yeah, correct. So if there's we all are. sites that you go to that sell data, mm-hmm. right? So where you're looking, social media, you're clicking on things, you might be requesting information on things. It looks at that type of data and it tries to build these correlations. I'm harping on this because it's a really powerful tool yeah. that can make you, it's not a magic like eight ball. Like right. you're not just shaking the eight ball and going, oh, I know Josh is going to move. I'm calling Josh. It makes you more effective yeah. because if you think about that example of 2000 homes, now you know at least not all the way down to the specific homes, but you have now 300 out of the 2,000 that you can spend your energy on, and it makes you more effective in your door knocking and your mailers and your you know email marketing, whatever you're doing from that perspective. Yep. So talk a little bit about how to choose a farm, because we have some tips here in terms of how much competition being in the area, how many households. Again, this will be a little bit more specific to real estate, but think yep. of through the lens of your business as well, how to actually go about choosing that farm. Yeah, um, biggest tip for choosing an area that you want to be the the number one agent in is you want to be a community agent. You want to be a community farmer, not a transactional farmer. So what I mean by that is you want to choose a farm where you can be active. An easy tip for all real estate agents listening to this is look at all your past sales. And you can go and use like Google Maps. In our webinar, we walk people through this, but you can upload a list of addresses of all your past sales on Google Maps and it will put little pin drops on the map mm-hmm. and show you where you've done transactions. Yeah, yeah, you really can see, yeah. So if you look at your past five years of all your sales, you might see where you have synergy. Maybe that's a perfect place to start your farm. If you don't have any past sales, maybe you're a new agent. Where do you go to the gym? Where do you go to the grocery store? Where do you go to coffee? Where do you go to church? Where are your kids in school? If you live yeah, in what that are the neighborhoods farm, that you have a strong knowledge of? Yeah. Because ultimately you're the local expert, you're the community guide. So where where are those areas that you have knowledge? Exactly. Of? So that's going to be huge. That's probably my number one tip. Second tip I would give you is from a data perspective is turnover rate. So turnover rate for real estate is how many homes actually sold in the area that you want to market to. You can get the turnover rate by going into your MLS, looking at the area and looking at the number of homes sold 
and divide that by the number of homes in that area. Yep. And you can usually get the number of homes by just going to Google. A lot of times you can just simply Google, a lot of times you can Google the town and it'll tell you how many homes are yep. in the town. If you're looking at something as large as a zip code, you can go to a website called zip-codes with an S.com, zip-codes.com. It'll tell you how many residential homes are in there, how many residential mailboxes, how many business mailboxes. You get tons of great yep. data from that. 6% is the turnover rate we would probably suggest. We had Tom Ferry on this podcast a while back. We should have him again. But when we asked him the question, hey, what would you recommend from a turnover rate for agents? He recommended 6%. Yep. So at least 6% of the homes are turning every year and that's your market size. So those are some of the tips I give you on picking a farm. Yeah. So obviously, why does farming work? Well, look, it, we talked about this. It increases your brand awareness. People are more likely to work with the first business uh, that they think of and it gives control of the listings that come to you versus... Um, having to go out and, uh, yeah. And what it is, is basically like, and I always say this with people with referrals, you don't control right. the quality of the client. Yeah. So if Josh is referred to me, I don't know if he's a hundred thousand dollar buyer or $500,000 buyer. He's easier to work with. The trust is built. I love referrals, but I can't control the quality of the lead and the quality of the transaction with farming. You can control it because you can control the target audience. So if you want to, you know, only sell homes that are $500,000 or above, well, when you build out your farm, that should be one of your data points right. that I'm only farming to homes or areas that are $500,000 or above. Why is this awesome? Well, if you think about building your brand long-term as you farm this neighborhood year after year after year, and you do deals in this neighborhood, now you can start becoming and building a predictable income model of going every year, about 6% of the homes turn in this neighborhood. I capture 1% of the 6%. I know every home has an average price point of 500,000. Hence, I know what my commission is yep. going to be. And now I know how much I can spend on marketing and I can kind of plan out my business based upon that. Do you have an idea for a great new podcast? You can bring your idea to life and start your podcast today with Libsyn. Our podcast has been on Libsyn for four years now. Unbelievable. And we love it. Libsyn has everything you need to plan, launch and grow your own podcast. Libsyn provides some of the best resources created by expert podcasters who will show you everything you need to know, like what equipment you should use, how to record great audio, how to get your show on the Apple Podcasts and other popular platforms and much more. Look, if you want to be the professional in your area, the real estate agent, the financial advisor in your community that has the podcast, this is a great opportunity for you to get started. Plus, as a friend of Stay Paid, when you sign up with Libsyn, you get your first month of podcast hosting for free. There's never been a better time than right now for you to start podcasting. Visit Libsyn.com and use code FRIEND. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com and use code FRIEND to get started and create your first podcast today. So talk a little bit about this idea, because if you've listened to our podcast where we talk about the fit marketing model, this idea yes. of you've got to connect with people frequently, you have to, your marketing has to actually uh, deliver impact. And ultimately, you need to be building trust with your marketing as well. So FIT, frequency, impact, and trust. How does that kind of correlate to yep. your farming efforts? So when you're farming frequency-wise, if you're sending a mailer out, we recommend you should at least do one mailer a month minimum. And obviously, the more you can do, the better. We recommend getting up to about 26 touch points a year 
on a person. And the reason why we do that is because every two weeks they're seeing your brand, you're becoming top of mind. A lot of times the amount of touch points you do is dictated by your budget. So if you're sitting here today and you're going, Luke, I don't have a lot of check equity. I don't have a lot of budget to spend. You have sweat equity. You can get out there and door knock. You can get out there and be in the neighborhood, be out and about in the community. So you can add that sweat equity, but you want a minimum of at least one touch point a month if you're sending a mailer. And then what I always tell people is you want to have, try to have four proactive touch points a year. So a proactive touch point would be door knocking, phone calls, like circle prospecting. If you're calling on real estate, that means you're calling, you know, the whole neighborhood based upon an activity that has happened in that neighborhood. Or maybe it's an event. Maybe you actually rent an ice cream truck and you give out free ice cream this summer and and stuff like that. There's plenty of ideas that you can do to get out in that community and get you face-to-face. I'd show up for some free ice cream. Free ice cream, I would show up too. (laughs) You can actually go uh, back and listen to episode 218 to kind of see how to implement fit marketing across all of your marketing efforts. All right, so then talking about what to include in your marketing, this is some of that impactful pieces, right? The different types of content. What we coach people on are the three E's. You want to be delivering entertaining content, educational content, and endearing content. So the key here, if you're thinking about, you know, okay, entertainment, education, endearment, the number one that you want to send the most is education. Why? Because when you're farming, you're farming anonymous people, And you need to get them to see you as the brand of trust. You need to get them to see you as the SME, the subject matter expert. So educational content would be things like the market report, listings sold in the area. Here's what you can do to your home to increase the value if you're in real estate. It's educational things of value delivering on info on your industry and what you do. But you can't just do that. Because if you just do that, you're more transactional. It's more seen as a service. You're just like every other agent out there. You also got to get people to know you and like you. That's where the entertaining content comes in. That's where the endearing content comes in. I'll give you an example for the endearing content that is just amazing Mm -hmm. because my brother did it. So he partnered with the local food bank in Lynchburg, Virginia. I think it was Agape, uh, the food bank. He did a food drive for his 4,000 farm. He has 4,000 people in his farm. Sent out a mailer. Raising awareness for Agape Center. What was the mailer? Was it a postcard? It was a or postcard. Was it a okay. Yeah, so it was a postcard. So he sent out a postcard to all 4,000 homes. He then went and door knocked and phone called on those neighborhoods, collecting the canned goods and all the food that was going to be donated. He got so much now, buzz. Now, how did he do it? Did he have people... Uh, raise their hands and say, yes, I have something to pick up? Or did he go, he did, did him both. and his team go to every door? So, so he did both. He got a lot of people to raise their hand, a lot of people that reached out to okay. donate food, which is phenomenal, yeah. right? Because now you get to meet the homeowners, put those in your leads. But he went and door knocked. Yeah. Because it's an excuse. It's a non-salesy way to get to know it's good the homeowners. Hey, your neighbor just donated a bunch of cans. And too. there's this uh, effect <laughs> in psychology called the halo effect. I love this effect. Yeah is when you do something good, people naturally take that association of you helping the food bank, of you helping the homeless, of you helping the SPCA, whatever your charity of choice is, and they put that association on all the other things you do. Yeah. yeah. Right? So don't just give to charity for the halo effect, but it is a really powerful marketing tool. And if you look at businesses, Mm -hmm. look at the Nikes of the world, the Microsofts, the Apples, they always try to tie their business to a cause because they're smart enough to know that, look, people want to do business with people of purpose, with people of impact. And so they want to try to tie their business to a business of purpose because they know it moves human emotion and it ties you deeper into using them. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of different campaigns you can think about running. Obviously, we were talking about postcards. You can also do the circle prospecting. You can incorporate your social media. Like, believe it or not, you can 
quote unquote farm with your social media. Mm-hmm. It's run a, an ad to a local area. You can do a 15 mile geographic radius around a point of interest or an address. So there's other things that you could be doing to get your branding out there. Some of the easiest ones are these automated do it for you type of systems. We recommend two. One would be, and this is the one that we see most of our clients using, which is what we call 12 Direct. We got it from the millionaire real estate agent because they even talk about how when they tested out this 12 Direct program, which is one mailer per month for 12 months consistently, not like waiting and say, oh, well, three months, it didn't work, so I'm going to stop. It's consistently to the entire farm. They were able to generate one transaction for every 50 homes that they prospected over the course of that year. So those deals weren't coming in. I'm sure some of them are coming in faster, but those deals aren't necessarily coming in through months one, you know, six months, eight months, even 12 months. But after that, they were able to uh, uh, generate one transaction for every 50 homes that they farmed there. The other one that we would recommend, and this is almost a way to sort of supercharge your yeah. brand awareness in uh, in a farm area, is an eight by eight campaign, which is one mailer uh, per week for eight weeks straight. Yeah, I love that campaign because it really solidifies you as the number one agent. Go check out our TikTok yeah. uh, video. It's I think it's over a million views now. I share a story on the eight by eight campaign. You can check us out on TikTok at at stay paid underscore podcast. Yeah. And the results I, are phenomenal. It's yeah, crazy. It, a fake agent becomes the number one agent using a, 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 a eight by eight campaign. So go check out that TikTok because it is hilarious and it shows you the power of marketing. Absolutely. There you go. So that is what farming is. If you haven't tried it, normally when we run these webinars, it's about 50, 50. Did we make it in 15 minutes or less or? Yeah, dude, 15 minutes and 46 seconds. Okay. Yeah, there we, we go. We said, I don't know how we're going <laughs> to yeah. do this in 15 minutes, but we did. But uh, when we do these webinars, about half of the people have tried farming, half of the people haven't. When we asked them on this last webinar, how many deals have you gotten? We had uh, a few people say they've gotten 21 plus deals. Yeah, it's amazing. From their farm. Uh, So if it's something that you haven't tried, we strongly recommend. And if you tried it before and maybe you kind of dipped your toe and you bailed, maybe didn't see immediate results, really encourage you to try it out. We have a special offer for Stay Paid listeners over at staypaidpodcast.com slash postcards. So we've got cards there for insurance, financial, real estate, law, accounting, medical, any industry that you're in, staypaidpodcast.com slash postcards. We're going to hook you up with one of those free uh, predictive analytic lists. Thank you so much for listening. You can go to statepaypodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you like this episode and want to support the show, uh, two ways we ask you to do that. First is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a rating. We'll read it here on the show. Or excuse me, along with a comment, we'll read it here on the show. And the best way to help out the show is to send uh, postcards to your entire neighborhood uh, promoting State Pay Podcast. <laughs> so go ahead. You can get a special deal over it. Patreonpodcast.com slash postcards and send those. No, it's just to share this episode with a friend. Share, stay paid on your social media. Today's dad joke is, speaking of farming, farms have cows. And what do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. If you want to get a hold of me and Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. And on TikTok, we are at Stay Paid underscore podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. My action item for you for this podcast, so it applies to every area of your business, is to utilize the three E's of content, education, entertainment, endearment. And look at your your farming, right? If you're marketing to a neighborhood, are you sending education content? Are you sending entertaining content? And are you endearing yourself to that community by you know giving back? 
And if you're not, you need to add that into your drip. That is what we've seen produce results. But the same applies to your social content, your email marketing. Like this is the key is sending these three layers of content gets people to know, like, and trust you. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 